This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, over the past year, we've had several opportunities to catch up with Dr. Denise Quinlan from the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. Some of our conversations have occurred through lockdown, others are reflections of how we're coping uh, after lockdown and getting on with our lives, such as they are in terms of um, our, our everyday lives many of which have changed quite significantly. It's been such a valuable opportunity each time we've done it. And, well, we're approaching the holiday season, aren't we? Not far away now. Um, And Denise has been giving some thought to this and how we might survive, quote-unquote, the holidays with grace and calm, which is a lovely way of describing it. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us, Denise. Kia ora, Jeff. Lovely to be here. First of all, we haven't spoken for a while. How are you? I'm really good. I'm enjoying approaching summer and warm days and really, really delighted that we are all going to stop running around like crazy things for a while and and maybe enjoy ourselves a little. It did feel, didn't it, probably about the beginning of November that, you know, December, the last week in December was pretty much on us. People started to drift away from um, the focus that they had on their work or started to turn towards wrapping up the year in the way that they needed to to be able to survive the holidays. So it does feel a little like we've been treading water a bit as we head towards uh, Christmas break, perhaps a little bit more than, than any other time we've experienced. I know. Do you know, though, there is one thing I really love about this time of year, and it's when um, the burden of work, we lift it off ourselves for a while in that, you know, all through the year, it's like, oh, no, I've got to go to work. I've got to, I've got to get this done or I've got this job to do. And then come December, for most of us, it's not August because we're not that organized. Um, Post-it notes appear on people's desks, and it's like, I've got a list in front of me of work to do, but I've also got a list of Christmas presents, and at some point, the Christmas presents become more important than the work, and family and friends kind of come back into focus, and I do think that's, that's, that's the good news, that we certainly reassert our human priorities. Yeah, and and of course there are many wonderful things about that, but you've been also thinking about about Christmas time, the holidays, the expectations that uh, that fall upon us or that we perceive fall upon us. Yeah, and that that is absolutely the flip side of the post-it notes thing. You know, if you've got 75 post-it notes of things you have to get done and places you have to go, maybe time to check in on that. And what, what we are really saying to people is so many times we, we reach Christmas Eve completely wrung out and frazzled. And it's not some kind of Valhalla mythic crossover. It's a day. And if everything isn't done and everybody hasn't been seen, the world will not end. And, you know, um, I do actually know a number of people who are saying, I'm having a year off. I'm not sending any Christmas cards. I'm not decorating stuff. You know, whatever it's going to take for you to manage to enjoy the time is is what is the level that's right for you. Well, I've been reading through 
um, your thoughts on this. Um, you've been kind enough to, to get in touch with people and organisations who the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience has crossed paths with over the past year or two. And uh, just as a little, uh, a little um, thought piece, I suppose, as we lead into Christmas, hmm. you've, you've, you've thought about how we've been impacted by the last couple of years and how we might strategize around Christmas itself. The first heading that you talk about um, is called Getting Ready and Scaling Back Expectations. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that is that thing of you don't have to do it all. Um, you don't have to, you know, knit your own Christmas decorations from your own homespun wool. If you don't have any, that's fine. You know, we we let ourselves get caught up in getting the the perfect Christmas dinner, buying the perfect presents, and and it all becomes part of this awful ratcheting up spiral of things we have to do. Um, and we're just saying lower the bar, you know. And if you think back to when we talked earlier in the year. Um, that was one of the strategies we talked about when we went into lockdown. When we get stressed and when we get anxious, one of the things that we really can choose to do is to lower the bar. And this, at this time of year, it's scale back expectations. You know, if somebody doesn't get homemade wrapping paper hand stamped with gold leaf from me, I don't think the world's going to end. You've also I can tell you now, no one's yeah. going to get it, by the way. Yeah, look, and you also talk about about slowing down. Um, yeah. you know, for one example, you're no motorised transport. Rule. I know, it saved my life, Jeff. Tell us about you it. Know, well, you know, sometimes people are like, well, if I just nip to the warehouse and get that gift, and I get into that shop for that gift, and then I go and get sand for the candle holders down at the beach, and I go and get... Plants for the, you know, and, and people are going, running around like blue arse flies. And, and it's most of it's unnecessary. And, you know, you're trying to attend, pop in and see so and so and go and have a drink with the other person. And so for me, I could feel this was winding up. And I said to my family, um, no motorized transport for me, three days. Do not expect to get me in a car, on a motorbike nothing. Don't call a taxi. Anywhere I'm going, I'm going on my feet and I'm going slowly. And, and a whole load of potential complications just disappeared. I love it. I can completely identify with that running around uh, and, mm. and the, the feelings of, um, of tension that come around that, being around traffic, being around noise, worrying yeah, whether you're going parking. to... Find the thing that you want to find. We're going to three supermarkets to find one ingredient, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, like really, if you don't have pomegranate molasses, <laughs> is the world going to tilt on its axis? Oh goodness me, that's exactly one of the one of <laughs> one of the items I have looked for in the past. <laughs> I know it always is. <laughs> um, look, the other thing you've raised uh, is. You know, we talk about a season of giving, a season of being kind um, to other people, but um, but we should think about ourselves when we're talking about being kind as well. Yeah, and and it's it's part of. I, I kind of see it as rolling in with lowering the bar and lowering the expectations of. Could you be a bit kind to yourself? Um, I realised last year that when I was Christmas shopping, I had this kind of 
impossible standard in my head that I'm trying to find the perfect gift for each person. And it's like, whoa. You know, the whole relationship does not stand or fall by whether or not they open a, open a package and go, oh, the perfect gift. And the truth is, some of the people I love most in the world have given me really underwhelming gifts, and I still love them. You know, it's, it's a small signifier. It's not, it's not the ultimate thing. And so let yourself not get the perfect gift. Let yourself be a bit nice to yourself for not making everything perfect. Getting uh, uh, used to the idea of being um, busy and in demand around this mm. time of year, we all kind of get used to that, and we try and uh, and meet as many commitments as possible. Uh, you talk about being intentional about the use yeah. of our time. Absolutely, because I... I I remember somebody explaining to me that, you know, this idea of humans that we have this, you know, this fight, this flight, or this freeze when we're under stress. We can either gear up to fight, we can run away from danger, or we can freeze in the headlights, you know, like a little stunned mullet. Um, I think that's a terrible mixed metaphor, but you'll excuse me. Um, but, and what they said was, social, a lot of social media is freeze. We're just distracting ourselves. We're not, we're not running away. We're not fighting, but we're kind of going, ah. And I've seen myself do that with um, news, online news, as a distraction. And what we're saying is when you do get a precious, peaceful, quiet moment, sit, sit down. Let yourself experience boredom if that's what's going to happen. And then actually... Think about what it is you want to do. Um, I had a really good opportunity to do this recently in that I was one of the really lucky few people who got a place in MIQ. So I was able to go back to Ireland and see my mum. And then I came back and I thought, right, I'm not going to spend two weeks uh, watching, you know, daytime TV or scrolling through the news. And I made lists of things I wanted to do. Poetry, I wanted to hear. Music, I wanted to play. Um, you know, movies I wanted to watch. Podcasts I wanted to listen to. And I had all these lists of things. When I'm feeling bored and a bit distractible, you know, like a bit edgy or antsy, these are some of the nice things I'm going to do. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to read about compassion. You know, but work out what it is you want to do. Do you want to dig in the garden for five minutes? Do you want to just lie in the sun? But choose what it is you want to do. And it's also uh, also okay, Denise, to make a list of people that you do want mm-hmm. to spend time with. Um, they're, you know, being selective around that too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, who are the people whose company enriches your life? that you leave glowing and smiling from um, time with them. And, oh, she'll hate me for saying this, but Leslie Paris from Orr is one of those people. <laughs> and I had lunch with Leslie the other day, and I did, feel, I did feel like that when I left. It was like it was a treat that we'd managed to carve out an hour in a busy week to just sit and have a laugh. Good we, use of time. Mm. And 
let's turn ourselves to Christmas Day it, itself. Um, you know, it, I suppose we should say, f- firstly, that that f- for not everyone is it a huge challenge. Some people have already got their got themselves sorted out in terms of how yeah. they will make best use of their time, and it is a purely enjoyable and lovely time. But there are <laughs> there are for others, for many, through this um, this process that we've all gone through to try as hard as we can to gather as many people around us as we can to find ourselves in a situation where there's a thousand things going on in your mind there might be you might yeah. be have one one part of your brain is thinking about the turkey that's cooking away the other is you've just heard something really appalling across the table from your uncle that you really want to confront um, and you're also thinking about tomorrow and picking up on going on holiday and all that kind of thing uh, the brain can get an overload mode yeah yeah, really. It really can. And, you know, there are some people who are counting down to the Christmas row um, that happens most years. Or then there's the, the, the kind of the stuff that gets lobbed in from the side, the the Christmas toys that break or the batteries weren't included for small children. You know, there's all of that. Um, and and the pre- the preparation piece that we talked about earlier is important if you can if you can simplify don't make the most complicated thing um like one of the things i realized was i have a thing about if the food's hot it it's like a it's like a you know a space launch everything has to be timed and it has to be on the table and i thought I'm making mainly salads this year so that I don't drive the whole family into a stress ball of everything has to be ready at the right time. Oh, yes. It's ready. And, it can sit for an hour. And prepare, you know? prepare in advance. If you want to allow yourself, if it's your thing, to have a, a glass or two of bubbles on the day, then what about having uh, done the bulk of the yeah. week a, a, a day or two ahead of time so you can relax on the day as much as possible? Or don't care yeah. about perfection for the dinner, you know? And if you do find you're getting revved up, one of the strategies that we really advocate is box breathing because it's this really simple thing of imagining a box, four equal sides, and you go through, breathe in for four, that's one side of the box, hold your breath for four, that's the other, second side of the box, breathe out for four, third side of the box, and then coming back up, holding your empty lungs for four and it's so simple but the reason that it works is if you can do that controlled even breathing for 30 seconds to a minute your body sends your brain messages that everything is okay stand down the panic there is no need to panic and it's sort of this beautiful way our body can trick our brains into calming down Um, and I do think Sometimes if you're going a little bit, um, getting a bit stressed out and you're really thinking about confronting somebody and you don't think that's a good idea, walk outside. Mm. Walk outside, distract yourself. And one of the things we, we, we know works for people from sort of five years old to 100 is taking your attention off what's driving you crazy and focusing on five things you can see, four things you can touch, Three things you can hear, preferably not the person who's annoying you. Two things you can smell. One thing you can taste. It could be a leaf. It could be licking your own hand. I really don't mind. But it's about getting you out of your, um, 
churned up, revved up brain. And then I always say to people, and if all else fails, loud music and dancing. Uh. Um, again, that was, um, is it the Ramones? I want to be sedated. Yes. Got me through my last day of MIQ. <laughs> Seems to me that box breathing and uh, working our five senses are strategies. Of course, you, you use it any time. I think a few of us have been yeah. um, scrolling through Facebook posts recently. Could do the same thing before we consider, you know, responses to things that get us riled up. Because there's a lot of opportunity for that at the moment, isn't there? And, and actually, the other thing is start practicing now for Christmas Day. Mm. Um, Emma Woodward, whom we work with, who does a lot of work with anxiety with young people. She, one of her, she teaches strategies like this, and she says to people, practice when it's easy, so it's easy when it's hard. So don't expect to try this for the first time on Christmas Day when you're, you know, stressing out of your little head. Try it now. Try it now in the comfort of your own home where no one else is around. Um, and I love that. Practice when it's easy, so it's easy when it's hard. Final couple of strategies I'd like to talk about. Um Looking back and looking forward, uh, mm. looking back, uh, you know, it would be easy to look back on the past 12 months and focus on uh, some of the trauma and the drama around it. Yeah. Um, there is another way of approaching it. Honestly, um, no matter what's gone on this year, we've all done some stuff that's good. We've all, we've all got stuff we're proud of. We all have seen people around us step up do good work. We've all seen some funny movies, comedy. We've all eaten, you know, food you've enjoyed, um, coffees when the cafes opened up again. And rather than just thinking about, well, goodbye to 2021, let's go, yeah, but let's say goodbye to it by going, what were the best bits? And, and it's a beautiful conversation to have around, um, around the table rather than you know, <laughs> those confrontations that you don't want to have. Asking people, what have been your highlights of the year? And then we turn ourselves towards the future. And, well, I mean, there's enough uncertainty out there now for some of us to perhaps feel a, a little bit of trepidation about the future. Mm -hmm. how, how otherwise might we look at it? Well, you know, one of the things that myself and Lucy Hone always do is get a... a a wall calendar, and one, we get two, one's for work and one's for play. And my goal is to have something on each month that I can look forward to. Now, back in 2019, that included, you know, a conference in Europe and an exciting trip somewhere and, and then a lot of cancellations in 2020. So, so for next year... They're going to be small things I'm looking forward to. You know, it doesn't have to be. Um, like there's a conference in Iceland in June that I've drawn a line through. I don't think I'm going to go to that. But I'm looking forward to growing things in my garden. And no matter what happens, I can do that. I'm looking forward to watching the Tui in my garden. I can still do that. I can plan some nice, simple things that I can do at the beach that, you know, What's the stuff we can still look forward to? These are it's not all, you know, we're still going to have good things to do. We will still be able to laugh ourselves silly with people we love. And, you know, we've learned a lot about that, haven't we? Uh, because it's, it's 
for many of us, been an active search to find yeah. things that um, do lighten the moments and lighten the mood. And surely, you know, we've we've all learned something over the past couple of years, and part of that has been how how to um, find our equilibrium. Now, for others, it's for for not everyone that's an easy thing to do, and we've all had our moments. No. We've all had our meltdown moments. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I could certainly say for myself that there have been many wonderful things about um, the past couple of years, despite um, all of its challenges. Really interesting yeah. stuff, um, Denise. And um, want to thank you once more for taking some time just to ponder them with us here on the Awesome Morning Show. Um, whether it's been on this program or on our Dunedin Focus programs during lockdown, uh, every time we touch base, uh, there's something really valuable and um, positive for us to be thinking about. So thank you for sharing the, all of your expertise um, and yourself with us. If uh, we want to find out more about your work and to expand on some of the things we've talked about today, how do we find you in the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience? Head over to our website, which is nziwr.co.nz or Work-minded people can find us on LinkedIn under NZIWR. But if you head to our website, that's where all our resources and all the free stuff is. So that's always where I send people. Great stuff. Denise, uh, have uh, a wonderful summer. I do look forward to catching up with you again in 2022. Who knows what it will hold? Who knows? But honestly, the challenge that I'm laying down for me and for you and for all the listeners is can you find one good thing that you know is going to support your well-being and put one thing in each month next year that you've got something to look forward to. Great idea. Dr. Denise Quinlan, thanks so much for taking some time to join us on the Awesome Morning Show. Kia ora. Kia ora. Take care. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.